WVOW Local News, now. Governor Justice, ahead of his State of the State address, officially filed to run for the United States Senate Wednesday. I'm Aaron Stone. Governor Justice filed those papers with the Secretary of State's office Wednesday afternoon around 4 o'clock, a whole three hours before he took to the floor of the Capitol for a joint session of the legislature to deliver his State of the State address. He also filed the required paperwork for former President Donald Trump for the presidential ballot this spring. Nikki Haley also filed for the Republican presidential race yesterday. Justice's opposition for the U.S. Senate Republican nomination include Congressman Alex Mooney and Janet McNulty. So far, Justice has received endorsements from U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito, U.S. Senator from Tennessee Marsha Blackburn, and of course, former President Trump. Mooney's endorsements include West Virginia State Treasurer Riley Moore, Kentucky U.S. Senator Rand Paul, and Texas Senator Ted Cruz. And that U.S. Senate seat everyone's fighting for is currently occupied by Joe Manchin. Senator Manchin aiming to bring more Americans back to what he calls the sensible, reasonable middle. Manchin has a two-hour planned talk about his vision for the American political climate Friday morning. It's all part of that Politics and Eggs event in New Hampshire. With the separation between the Democratic and Republican parties growing to new extremes, Manchin plans to appeal to voters who he says feel like they're no longer a part of the American democratic process. There's an awful lot of people who've been in the process and people basically feel like they're homeless. They don't feel like they have a home and they feel helpless within the political system we have. Manchin still has not given a direct answer as to whether he intends to run for the White House. This is WVOW. Medical emergencies are never expected. They just happen. And when they do, it's critical to know that the skilled emergency medicine specialists and advanced diagnostic technologies at Logan Regional Medical Center are nearby. With imaging, laboratory, and surgery services close, you have access to all the resources you need for high-quality emergency medical care. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well. Live well. That's why we're here. For more information, visit LoganRegionalMedicalCenter.com. Governor Jeb Justice, with his final State of the State address on Wednesday, he reflected on the beginning days of his first term in office. He spoke on his pledge to, in his words, fight for the soul of our state. Reflecting on those financial issues, as well as the growing number of people and jobs leaving the Mountain State. Heading into his final year as governor, Justice said the financial progress made in the state has been significant. Last year, seeing an economy stable enough to support a 21.25% personal income tax cut. In his speech Wednesday night, he shared with the audience that from the beginning, he had little doubt that he could see the state grow and prosper. I believed that there was real hope, and I believed it. I believed most and first and foremost overwhelmingly that God above was at play in all of our hearts, right here with us each and every day. However, he urged West Virginians to remember there's more work to be done, saying that there are jobs to create, schools to enhance, and communities to lift. Moreover, Justice highlighted three separate tax breaks that his administration is supporting. He proposed a state child and dependent care tax, an expansion on the senior citizens' homestead property tax, as well as a move to exclude Social Security benefits from the state income tax. These tax cuts are being proposed in addition to another pay raise for state employees. His budget proposal amounts to nearly $400 million in additional spending. State Senate Finance Committee Chairman Eric Tarr 
expressed criticism of the governor's plan. Tarr told Metro News that he considers it a wish list, a dream list. What the governor's proposing is probably around a 15% increase in the budget. Normal growth is about 3%. This, this is completely a fallacy and a show for a Senate run. Governor Justice's administration is also introducing and supporting more policies focused on lowering taxes, building up West Virginian communities. House Finance Committee Chairman Vernon Chris says while the governor does propose a budget, it is ultimately the legislature that decides on how the funding is used. Appalachian Power Company tries to raise the price in an attempt to recover from rising fuel costs. State Public Service Commission denies that full recovery. It was earlier this week the Public Service Commission issued a decision granting the Appalachian Power Company the ability to collect just over $31 million per year over the course of the next decade. Totals up to $371.1 million. The PSC's decision falls 42% shy of the $553 million the Appalachian Power Company requested, a move that A&P President and COO Aaron Walker described as disappointing and troubling. Kanawha County Commission President Kent Carper told Metro News he believes the PSC made the right decision. And the bottom line is the Public Service Commission cut their request by almost $250 million. That's a lot of savings to consumers. Carper says he anticipates the Appalachian Power will continue pushing for further increases to customer costs. President Walker confirmed that with comment to Metro News, saying that the utility company is studying and exploring every legal avenue to challenge the PSC's decision, saying they should be allowed to collect what they spend. Customers of Appalachian Power can expect an increase of about $2.50 per monthly bill. Thousands of applicants showing great interest in becoming West Virginia citizens. West Virginia Department of Tourism Secretary Chelsea Ruby, alongside Marshall University's President Brad Smith, appeared before lawmakers earlier this week to offer an update on Ascend West Virginia. It's a recent initiative that offers financial incentives to attract people to West Virginia. Programs reach more people than anticipated in the last two years. There are 1,000 open slots for potential incoming residents. Ascend West Virginia has received a wave of 42,000 applications that require an average of 40 minutes or so to complete. These are 42,000 people who have not only raised their hand to say they're interested in West Virginia, but have taken the time to give us that much information. So these are very serious candidates. They come from all 50 states and 104 countries. Upon accepting an application, Ruby says that applicants are immediately given resources they need to find housing. Moreover, she told lawmakers that the initiative isn't creating jobs within the state. Rather, it's applicants are coming to West Virginia bringing new jobs and new income, contributing more resources directly to the state's economy. She reported a total of around $580 million has been brought to the state so far within the program's two years. Marshall's President Brad Smith told lawmakers that a similar initiative is being launched in order to retain the population of younger people in the Mountain State. That program was first introduced under the name First Ascent West Virginia, offers many of the same incentives. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins, getting ready for some busy weather conditions around the coalfields. But first today, pretty quiet. Highs in the upper 40s, pushing 50 in a nice sunny day. Friday, though, we get the wind back into town, 54, 55, raining sideways. That's in the afternoon, the evening, too. 
A couple of passing snow showers Saturday. It's getting colder, 30s. And we bring back some snow Sunday night into Monday. Still working on amounts, but it's going to be very cold. High near 30, lows near 10 Monday night. I'm 13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Thursday edition of the show, more on the news that Nick Saban is retiring as the football coach at Alabama. Jermaine Lucier in the 3 o'clock hour on TV, movies, and more. Amy Smith on the financial markets. And Kevin Kinder on the Mountaineers at 533. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. WVOW.